everybody. This is Lamar. Hey, what's up? This is Aja, and this is a Breath of Fresh Society podcast. And this is our last official episode of season two. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, top historical and pop culture moments of 2021. So this year has been a long year. There's been so many different things in history that have gone down as well as pop culture. So we just pretty much compiled a few different things that we think um, maybe have impacted the year or just everyone has been talking about. So um, the first thing that I want to get into, I'm going to kind of do it in chronological order. Not everything is going to be specifically in order, but just starting off in January. So there were quite a few things that happened January of this year, and I had to kind of think about it because the year has gone by so quickly. Things kind of just started to like lump together. But one of the most, um, you know, impactful things that happened, which I think will be in the history books is the riders storming and storming the Capitol. So what do you think about that? Mm, like, like, what were your thoughts? I feel like it was, it was a different time. It would have been a lot worse, but based off of, um, like, to me, pretty much, I feel like it's something that you would never think that would happen without, like, an immediate, like, military-level response, I'd say. And so to see people actually be able to get into the Capitol riot, get into the chambers, and still in confidential information and then it's been this long drawn out process literally just it it kind of made me scratch my head so my main thought is like how and why were they able to get that far to do that at a place that's supposed to be like top notch security like well you know so it's just a question one kind of thing but it's like still like man if there's any other time this would have been like yeah definitely taken to the next level as far as like response wise yeah, I agree. Um, my first thought was like, you know how like growing up when people talks about like DC and the White House and the Capitol, it was like you said, kind of like this top secret thing that nobody could get into. So I kind of like was scratching my head, like similar to you, like how the heck did this even happen in the first place? Like how did they even get close enough to be able to do that? Yeah, and that's where I kind of had the noise you're looking into stuff but of course when it first happened you don't pay attention to that particulars about it but it definitely was one of those moments like you were like that well that literally damn like okay we're, we're storming the capital now we're storming the u.s capital now because of what you know why what you know who allowed it somebody wasn't on duty somewhere like it just was a lot of questions around so that's well i mean i just still like i said it's a head scratcher like how did that happen and to this day i'm still wondering like how the hell did that happen well, allegedly, it was due to President Joe Biden's um, victory of, you know, becoming elected and everything like that. But my thing with that is, like, I secretly, I'm not going to get totally deep into this, but I secretly think the government has to do with everything because it honestly kind of looked like it was a planned event. It's not like somebody just woke up and was, like, marching and you know that happened like that it was like it was a planned event like these people got together prior 
because somebody had to have some inside information in order to get that close to it. That's just my thought. I see one video that I seen that kind of let me believe the same thing as you was one that they kept breaking down. It was two actually. The first one I'm gonna mention is where they show like if you're storming a place, when you hear storming something or raid or like a riot and you think about a fast pace, you got videos of people literally walking through the lobbies of the Capitol like Go ahead, come on in, type shit. You like know, it was yeah. a movie theater yeah. or something. So they literally was walking through the line. Yeah, that, you know, the, the cops and officers are right there not stopping anybody. Then the whole big spill about people saying they getting pepper sprayed. That viral video that went around where a girl had like the onion in the towel, where you could literally see her like rubbing it in her eyes and all that, like to make her eyes sting and water up and look old, whatever. And I was like, yeah, it looked like this was some like shady shit to draw attention away from something else, whatever. As, as always, but. That was my thought on it. It was one of those head scratching moments, something you've never seen before. That will be one for the history books. Yeah, and I feel like in the future, like down the line, like, you know, maybe let's say a couple of decades or so, whatever, when they rewrite or add it to history books that they do in school, they probably have a moment. That moment definitely be mentioned. And sure. rest in peace, I believe. Were there a few officers or one officer I that passed away? I think somebody passed away. I can't even remember that 100%. But rest in peace to all the people that passed away. But moving on. Um, January, a lot of stuff happened with the government. So, you know, with that being said, the riots, um, a few days later, um, <laughs> President Trump was banned from Facebook and um, Twitter. So, me personally, Twitter has always been around. You hear of them, like, suspending people's accounts and stuff, but I've never actually heard of somebody physically being banned is as high as you know a celebrity and him being yeah, the president being the president like literally. being banned from twitter and facebook i mean because that don't exclude you of course from the you know the gallery stuff but i feel like the things he was saying which led to that because it was causing such an uproar and like i said that's another story for another topic of course but <laughs> him getting banned from two of the <laughs> biggest social media platforms literally was like something that i i was kind of like yeah, he was running off at the mouth a lot. I'm not gonna he lie. was not he was, professional he was at all. He a lot of shit, man, to be the president. I thought you, like, honestly, I thought you were supposed to be really exclusive and limited to what you say as the president. But I did like the fact that he didn't mind voicing this. So that is a good thing. But then I was like, they did come back together. And that's why I was like, him being off the social media wave, it was kind of, things did settle a little bit because it wasn't much of, oh, President Trump said this. Oh, look at President Trump said today. Like, they literally was day-to-day clocking this man's activity. And every time he posts, they had millions of followers on these social platforms. To be honest, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of funny to me, the stuff that he would say. Not every single thing, because there were some things said that it was like a head scratcher, like who like do you have a publicist or i really think that that was him on there mm-hmm. i don't think that he because you know how most celebrities and people have oh, yeah, people PR, that tweet yeah. for them mm-hmm. no this man was literally no, on that, the I internet like that, yeah, that was typing himself i'm like with all the stuff you got going on and you got to do you really got time to be trolling people on twitter and facebook downtown they got the uh, under uh, well she was but this under, man she was, was literally on twitter constantly oh, i'm yeah. like what in the world <laughs> but moving on from that um some something else this is kind of all the facts about trump because there was a lot of things that happened this in january but um he also became the first president to be impeached not once but twice 
So <laughs> with that, to that's a, that's definitely the biggest one because I literally remember watching it. But as I said, you know, the impeachment, you could tell that it it wasn't going to fall through. But the impeachment process, yeah, when they say impeachment, yeah, I give the, yeah, they mean like president to be under the impeachment protocol. He's the first basically. one yeah. since Bill Clinton, I, I think. I think so. I'm just trying to, like I said, like basically he literally talked himself into that situation and literally got reversed. It was all due to the voting speculation stuff, the, his relationship with the Vladimir Putin in Russia, the Russia stuff and all that kind of just come, probably compound, compounded. And then the, the topping on the cake was him getting the fault for like you know, of course, his campaign, pre-campaign riots were on him 100%. That riot at the Capitol, I don't feel like he ensued it. You know, I feel like it was a lot going on. And I feel like he was just like, the, you know, since it was supporters of him, they thought of a direct reflection of that. And that was, that that literally pressed the last button for him. Because after that happened, that's when they were like, yeah, you get impeached. That was it. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of, I'm not going to say, I feel like he didn't, Personally, yeah. he didn't, like, physically into it but it was like the way that he carried himself made his supporters think that you know they had the right to do something like that and i'll give you that i will give you that for sure i'm not going to sit here and single head blaming on him i do feel like his his ways and how he was and how the supporters of trump followed you know along they just was like look screw it it did give a voice to a different side of politics i'll say that and i'm gonna leave it right there but yeah i do feel like that yeah, him getting impeached two times is definitely something that like that's that's is it becomes a mockery because the media and stuff exposes things so much now that you hear stuff like that and it doesn't hit as hard. Like imagine ten years ago you hearing a president get impeached twice. You'd be like, What the hell? This is definitely against the grain. This is definitely not normal. But now in the day and age, well people literally in their minds are like, yo, anything can happen now that anything can happen. But I do feel like those two impeachments, yes, definitely something historical that's gonna go down. So the, the, those trials and stuff went on for days, just to literally nothing happened. But I feel like honestly, they already had their mind made up. The trial was just like a formality. <laughs> formality. Yeah, that's how that goes. Yeah. But moving on, um, a little later in January, um, something that is also historical, regardless of your thoughts of who the current president is, um, and vice president, this is a historical moment. So. President Biden was inaugurated and Kamala Harris made history as the first female woman of color being a vice president. So like that's why I said, regardless of how you feel about her, that is something that is a big accomplishment. We have never had a woman on top of a colored woman and she's half African-American, half, um, I think, East Asian or mm-hmm. some I think it's something like that. Yeah. yeah you, you, you so it's for something. black and brown people and little girls, like it honestly was kind of an emotional moment for me because like I remember looking up as a little girl and never really seeing any people that look like me in places of power like that. So it was very emotional for me because I'm just like we've actually made it to the point that a woman can be in office like this. And you have little girls looking up to her, thinking that they can do that when they get older now. Yeah, and I'll say this, it, it definitely was something. Like for me, I was honestly more excited to hear about Kamala Harris getting in there than Joe Biden. Cause I didn't know who to vote for this last go around. It was, 
it was so much like I, from the from the time of them saying who was going to be the Democratic candidate, and of course running against Trump again, I was like, man, you know what? And then all that bullshit behind it. That was like one of the best moments that came out of the whole thing was finding out that, you know, a woman of color of, you know, a minority descent literally was going to be, you know, the vice president. And she is. So it's great. You know, of course, people have their say, the things they like to say about her, but I do feel like everybody's got a history. So you don't do it on that. Like I said, I look at it as a big step forward for them to actually accept and allow that, you know, in, in this country of people with a thousand opinions and different ways of thinking. So definitely, I agree. Very, even very though, yeah, even though Trump said the votes weren't right, but I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, we're not talking. About <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I got <laughs> but yeah, that was a, a great moment in history. And moving on, um, those are a few things that happen in the media and stuff, as well as this is something that will definitely make history. Um, we've been dealing with COVID now since 2019, correct? Like end of 2018, 2019? End of, uh, nah, COVID came around like the beginning of 20. Well, it was, uh, matter of fact, you can say that, yeah, let's say it actually appeared internationally on a global scale in the 20, end of 2019. It didn't reach the US until closer towards like the beginning of, uh, in the beginning of uh, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. So, January 26, COVID cases surpassed 100 million. Jeez. He said, so yeah, I didn't hear you when you said that early either. So, as of wait, this year, January, yeah, yes. So, and I feel like they're underplaying it a lot now, too, when everything's going on with that, but that is very big, too. So, as so basically, this moment we're speaking on the you know, the death toll is this on a global scale, or is this like you know, I believe what? so. I didn't really fully research it, I kind of just was looking and skimming over, but. Just, I'm um, working to say, I guess, COVID in general surpasses mm-hmm. 100 million. Yeah, because they, yeah, you know, it's all, it's all over the place. Even the ones that, probably much more, because I know a lot of the cases are undocumented and stuff as well. But yeah, COVID is definitely going to be probably something that's like, around forever. Yeah, it's going to be around forever. It's going to be that fear of that forever because of even what's going on now, we got to mention it, of course, even though that's something that's happening at this moment. But, you know, well, it has happened this moment. I mean, it's not something that was dated. Um, the Omicron variant, you know, and so, yeah, COVID is definitely going to be around for a while. They, different strains that it keeps popping up, different, you know, yeah. So. Yeah, like, I was having <laughs> a conversation with my family about it because we, of course, um, just talk about stuff that's going on every time we meet up. And I was having a conversation with my granddad saying, like, I feel as though this is going to be a vaccine that is introduced to babies when they're born. You know how when newborns get like their shots and stuff, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is going to be just a vaccine that is going to have to be gotten from birth. It's going to become like one of those mandatory shots. Yes, like because if you look over history, different vaccines that we've gotten like hepatitis, different things like that all those things that you get when you're little i honestly think covid has gotten to the point that it's gonna be like that i'll say eventually and the reason i say it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a harder for a battle for that because of the, its potency like the the you know think about it even when they saying covid is here now they're saying omicron now they're saying delta you gotta think about it if there's three different strains of the same virus then you gotta deal with 
Yeah, so I feel like it's going to create that necessity of intuitive where you got to, like, you know, if you're super young or you're super old, you know, something. Like, cause you um, remember when we were younger, we used to go to the doctor to get certain shots and stuff. That's what I'm saying. So, literally, like, yeah, so, like, how you were going to the doctor and get, like, your parents tell you, oh, you got you to gotta get some shots today. You're like, like okay. hepatitis, TDAP, um, things geez. like that. I, but I feel like this is one of those were only because I feel like we're, we're, we're at... We literally can say we're at the point where we see something like this introduced. You get what I'm saying? So like how the hepatitis and the T dot shot, like you said, that shit we came up, that was already in place. We actually at the beginning of it, so now that's why we got those. I feel like they need to perfect it. Like the shot actually hasn't been perfected yet. It is not. So yeah, that's a different story. No way, it's not. But (laughs) yeah. But yeah, moving on um, to February. Um, this was kind of something in pop culture and business. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos steps down. So he made the decision to announce that he was stepping down as Amazon CEO. Hey, I don't see, I don't know why he did that. That's why I said I wanted, I remember hearing about him. I didn't really look into it afterwards, but I was like, I feel like it probably was a lot for him. Too. I'm sorry, I give that man all my money. Yeah, I'm Amazon sure. stay coming here all I'm the time. I'm pretty sure it's like, well, I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's the financial part from stepping down. I feel like it's, it's always something else. Like I said, pretty and he had went through his divorce too. Yeah, that may have been something too. Because I'm like, man, you know, she did get part of his fortune, whatever, and I, yeah, his life but worked. She took it and flipped it. She um actually donated to a lot of HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And stuff, which was nice because you usually don't see people doing stuff like that. Yeah, not with that type of money she got. So, so he I mean, thought she was gonna take it and use it for herself, but yeah, she, she took it and know, donated it. Like, I didn't know that. That's good though. Um, as far as him, yeah, I, said, I don't know why he said that. You know, people that have start those companies, then they go public and they get all that exposure and you know, all those shares in the company. I feel like they they make they make their they make the max they feel like they can make. And then when it comes to the point, I feel like he probably had a point where he's like, you know, I really don't need to be easy. Yeah, I don't think he fully <laughs> left the yeah, company. He, probably owns his he share, just like but, stepped down from yeah, the title yeah, of CEO. Because it's like, at one, but when that happens, of course, you know, someone that's coming to the power, they don't own your shares, but they are the standing CEO of the company. It doesn't make them own it. Right? That's why it is. And I'm pretty sure in the future, if he wanted to buy something out, he could Ooh. again. So. Yeah, but moving on, something in pop culture, which was very near and dear to my heart. In February, um, Kim Ye, Kanye West, and Kim Kardashian West announced that after seven years of marriage, they were filing for a divorce. That was earlier this year? Mm Mm-hmm. It's just been talked about a lot more recently, but it was earlier this year that they first made the announcement. Now, was that after all that stuff he was dealing with with this outbursts and all that stuff they was talking about basically um they just they said that they they will always love each other they love each other he's she talks about how great of a father he is all the time but it's just i guess they are not really you know getting along with each other it's probably way more to the story than what oh yeah anybody will ever know yeah that's not yeah because she always talks about like how much she loves him and how much the kids love him and this and that and how great of a father and husband he was but they've been through a lot and with him dealing with you know mental issues and different things like that you know I guess she got to the point that she felt like it was nothing else that she could do 
Yeah. Because yeah. she was encouraging him to like stay on his medication and go to treatments and go to doctors, but he didn't want to. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to be tied to the meds and stuff like that. And I think that's what that kind of was a part of. Like, that stuff, you know, whatever he was on, I guess, he was, it was pinning him out of his mind, I feel like, a little bit. So, But I, I'm I Team Kimye, so I hope that maybe they can work things out. Like, if you listen to his music, you can tell how much that he loves his wife. Like, he literally is always talking about her and, like, has different songs dedicated to her this and that so maybe they'll work things out maybe not but we'll hope for the best so moving on this was something that was like i'm not gonna say strange to me it's just i don't understand why things are canceled after so many years so in march the estate of dr seuss announced that six of his books would no longer be published due to racist and offensive imagery so i grew up you know reading Dr. Seuss, watching the movie shows, different things like that. And as a kid, I guess you don't really pick up on as many things as an adult would watching something. But now that I have reread the books as an adult, because I have a nephew, he's three, I read books like that, I kind of can point certain things out. But as a child, you're not really thinking of stuff like that. You're more so just drawn into the pictures and the words and the rhyming. Yeah, I, I, I mean, when you said like the council for imagery, I do feel, I'm just gonna say it, cause it's gonna, it need to be said. Uh, on the record, God dang it. Uh, I feel like nowadays things are just, it's a very sensitive. It's very touch and go, people are more expressive. It's, it's just getting soft right now. And I don't like that, you know, that's a great children's series. Like I said, all, you know, 90 babies, maybe even before I grew up on that stuff. I know, you know, mm-hmm. I literally read the majority of the books. Like I said, I love the films myself. Um, you know, even though they were simple as far as, like, you know, <laughs> the, the words in the books and the, I guess, whatever behind it, you know. I don't feel like the imagery was that. Dr. Seuss like, was the original movie. MC of our. I don't get to see that. I don't feel like he he was intentionally, you know, Dr. Seuss was intentionally being like, you know, with the imagery racist or anything. I just feel like people just take things and you can construe it. And it ain't even got to be social media. Literally, could have been just somebody saying something and it just went around and led to this. You know, you cancel it. Your next six books are because of racial racial imagery. I, is it proven racial imagery? I didn't see any photos or anything like that. Either. No, it wasn't canceled. It was six books that are already published will no, no longer be published. published. So like they won't make any more. Yeah. So basically, canceled. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and my mom was a teacher, so we have a collection of Dr. Seuss books. I'm glad that she does because that will probably end up being passed down to me and you know generation to generation. However, I have a different view on it. I feel like it was during the time that the books were written, things like that were looked at as normal. So back then, it may not be considered to be as racist because it was just the climate of the, you know, world at that time. So back then, it may have been looked at as normal, but now that things are progressing and moving forward, people aren't taking, you know, racist things anymore. Yeah, I feel like it's like I said, it's just so much more outspoken and expressive now that it it was bound to happen. Anything that's targeted like that, you know, yeah. Just like them like canceling things like Peter Pan and 
other like, stuff like that. The pool getting canceled because they're not wearing pants. I'm like, what? Uh, Pepe Le Pew from Looney Tunes. Like, come on, man. Okay, but yeah, pretty much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the world. Like I said, everybody's much more expressive, a little more touch and go sensitive. I feel like that's what's going on. Moving on, um, this was something that affects all Americans. In March, um, Joe Biden signed a $1.9 trillion rescue package, um, which created the $1,400 stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not going to lie, them things came in the clutch. I will tell you, even working and all, and then still being able to get that was great. I know a lot of people feel a certain ways about people getting the the extra help, and even when they did the unemployment for the you know emergency unemployment stuff as well. But the, yeah, that the whole bill was basically to try to stabilize the economy after everything going with COVID. You people don't realize when you shut down a government a system that's made to fold and operate off of money and offer like income and revenue and the exchange of different materials and all if that stops the flow of your economy stops if the flow of your economy stops there's no flow of income everybody loses their money nobody has anything so that pumping that money into the system people kept saying oh it's it's reckless spending but like you think about it it does hold the government place so i i was on the fence i was neutral ground for this because i was like yeah we needed it as for the economy but i was like man this is a lot of money that we don't have that we are Literally, they're arguing over the citizens of the United States saying to whether or not to give them help during this time of need. They literally argue back and forth about whether or not to help the same people that help keep the economy afloat in the time of need. But and I, I like, me personally, I need I use it for bills. Yeah, that pretty much, and that's what the thing was. If I don't know if you remember me saying this to you, but when one of the Republican guys said, "We rather you." You know, the reason they didn't want it approved because people was doing it. People were paying credit card bills. People were paying, you know, they weren't using it to fit money back into the economy like that. So people paying off debt is not what they wanted. They wanted people to use it in a normal way, like to spend it, like make taxes and revenue reflow again, not to spend it on their necessities, which I was like, come on now. If I got 1400 bucks, I got bills I can pay that I can get out the way right quick. I'm going to choose that over the, you know, the other option. But it was a great thing he did. I do feel like now, even like I told you, you know, recently they discussed another bill that should be happening, but it's not going to be a stimulus check in that. It's not going to be any like assistance where it's going to keep the government open because of the new COVID variant. But that's something else. But yeah, that was that's definitely going to go down history. Yeah, and also um, parents that had children under age, I think it was oh, 17, yeah. got the reoccurring tax, monthly. Was it tax child credit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could either choose to get it all with your tax income next year or you could choose to get it monthly my sister um she has a of course my nephew she chose to get hers monthly because she thought it just made more sense yeah, that way definitely. Yeah, definitely smart move. so that was something that of course i'm sure helps tons of parents and stuff out which was good um so moving on something else in pop culture in march beyonce became the most awarded woman in grammy history that is a big accomplishment as well. She's been in the game since she was between th- age 13 and 15. Mm-hmm. And being in her 40s now, I think that is a huge accomplishment. And then no lie for me, I've never, I haven't been the biggest, you know, I'm not gonna say Beyonce is a listener or music. I have listened to a lot of her stuff. It's just as far as being a fan of music in general, but just like hearing her, you know, from her earlier days in her career, of course, I'll see maybe right after she went like solo 
you know, got away from Destiny Child and kind of went in her home. I do feel like that's when I was like, you know, okay, she has a little, you know, they singled her out and then she started getting that icon label and then, you know, it just took off from there. And I, I didn't know that was something that she had did. That's good to see. Like, you, And I can't really think of another artist that does the, like I said, as far as the music thing and the, you know, choreography and uh, it's just the persona. She's a general. total package. Yeah, I was going to say, she got like the, the persona, the music and the dancing thing now. So it's like... Like, it's nobody else. She basically has... I'm not going to say there's a certain image you should have, but she has what's quote-unquote the image, the yeah. voice, the dancing, yeah. everything. Like, yeah. the total package. So that is something that will go down in history because mm-hmm. she's the most awarded woman. Not mm-hmm. woman of color, yeah. nothing like just that. Just woman in general. So it has all the girls with it. That's everything. So, like, something yeah, that you rarely see. So that's, that's yeah. Okay, so moving on. Um, not a lot of people know this. I really didn't know this until I was researching it. I probably should pay attention more to government, but in March, I don't um, want to mispronounce her last name, but correct me if I'm wrong. Deb Holland or Halen is confirmed um, as the Interior Secretary. She became the U.S.'s first Native American Cabinet Secretary. I see images of that, like. Well, you know, I keep all my news and stuff, so I did see that, but I didn't, I didn't really look into it. You know, you just see something that's like a highlighted topic, you just like brush, brush past it. So pretty much, um, like I said, when I see it, I just like, okay, you know, try, glad to see they're bringing in, you know. That is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, yes, yes, to be in the, you say in the house, she was like, wait, what's the what's Um, Cabinet secretary. Cabinet secretary, yeah. So pretty much. Basically, being in a level of government that's not offered to everybody, honestly, being an indigenous and, uh, descent, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely good. So. And she's a woman on top of that, and not going to get into it, but I do. Native Americans don't get the credit that they deserve either for a lot of different things. So that was definitely big. I'm of Ameri- Native American descent as well, so. Hats off to her for, you know, um, being the first woman and Native American to have a seat in the cabinet. But uh, moving on, um, the next thing is um, the George Floyd trial against former Minnesota police officer Derek Chauvin. So what are your thoughts on that? It's, uh, pretty much like, uh, with that whole trial itself, um, I feel like I, I've always had an issue with cases like, you know, civil, cases that they call civil. And and the reason I'm going to stop there, because we're talking about the trial specifically, I do feel like the way that that was done, as far as like the police officer handling that was definitely 100% wrong first. And for people to be against it so hardly when they started talking about, you know, not really necessarily turning this guy into a martyr, but for somebody on national television to literally be showed in that type of you know lighting it's literally yeah it was it was like come on man like this just inhumane at this point and then the trial to start and then to go and it takes so long for these type of cases to get overviewed like you go through civil rights trials i mean it's like civil rights cases and then it goes to the general court or supreme court or something like that and it takes so long and it, that i do feel like that's always just been a sour taste that's left when it comes to those type of cases because it's 
it tarnishes, it takes so long. Like I said, I don't like that. I don't feel like you, this was stuff is like open and shut case. So I do feel like, you know, it kind of had me on the verge of wanting to be one of those people out there pressing, but I was like, I didn't want nothing to fall back on me because it, it definitely was a very great thing to see people actually coming together, not just black people or, you know, it was literally more different races coming together with the whole i can't breathe campaign and that whole different things like that that was amazing to see like and me uh we're in virginia so we were here with those we got like we were in the vicinity of this stuff happening literally so it it was great to see it it was great that it 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 shouldn't have took this long for something like that to happen that's the only thing that upsets me as far as the trial i do feel like just was served to the best of the ability i guess you know of course there's always something that's mellowed down and watered down with these cases of course but yeah i feel like the man got the time so you know now nah, you won't nail nobody else next so pretty much it'll be yeah rest in peace to george floyd and yeah. if you saw that video i literally cringe when i saw what was happening like just the look on his face and what he was saying and him calling out his mother and different things like that. It's just like, regardless of the state that he was in when it happened, that does not take away from the fact that you treated this man like an animal, literally. That's what, yeah, very perfectly said. Literally, to do that until somebody literally is gone and like last breath of life is out of their body, and then to just see, like I said, how they just like picked them up and tossed them on in, in, on the, in the stretcher in the, in the gym, and that was it, right? It was just like, wow, like, okay. And when I saw I'm first like, you know, this didn't need to be seen by the world, but I honestly think that it, it did, did it because did. it showed people that stuff like this is happening. Of course, it's been happening throughout history, but things have changed and you can record stuff now. So I am so glad that whoever it was that recorded was able to record that because if not then the trial and stuff may not have gone the way that it did yes <laughs> they literally had footage of this happening so i do feel bad for his family and his daughter because that's images that she's gonna have to see basically for the rest right. of her life which is very sad however she'll be able to grow up and you know hopefully talk about it and you know become maybe even a spokesperson for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like it, it, to, to correct the people that don't agree with it because of what someone has done in their past. Remember, everybody has a past. Let's say that first. And secondly, don't people that try to say the man, they're just trying to make him a martyr. He didn't make himself a martyr. He wasn't trying to do that. He didn't, he didn't. It wasn't on him about him getting his neck meal doing that. that at a certain point, that has to become a different conversation. So the martyr part came in because of what was done, the injustice that was done in by losing his life in police custody, pretty much. Yes, so, and I don't agree with the whole rioting and all that that did happen because, you know, that's just a totally different story, but I just didn't agree with that part. Yeah, I, yeah. when you say rioting, like I said, I'm, I'm going to say that's something else. So we definitely going to have to do an episode about the rioting thing. But yeah, but I agree. I don't agree with all the yeah, the excessiveness of the riot. I do agree with the gathering, protesting. You know, yeah, I agree with that. When it goes beyond that to looting and destroying other businesses and properties, it's yeah, it was no need for that. So, but yeah, definitely a historic moment as well for this year, and it's gonna go down in history. Also, I agree. So, 
But moving on to all our wizards and witches out there, Harry Potter celebrated 20 years. That is a big moment for us. We are big Potterheads. So <laughs> it is making me feel so old. But Harry Potter does not get the credit that it deserves. I'm not going to get into all that. But this, if I, I, in my opinion, is one of the best series of all time. As far as movies, you know? As far as movies and books. Because you got to include the other stuff, too, outside of Harry Potter. And it's funny. We did just say something like that the other day. Uh, when you go back and watch a Harry Potter movie, from the first movie to the, the Debbie Hollows Part 2, you literally get a taste of modern life. Like It doesn't look like it's super dated and old. It still looks like it could be at current times. Even down to the CGI and effects that they had in the movies were great. They were so ahead of their time yeah, back then. And definitely. this was the early 2000s. Early 2000s for the first film. Like I said, the books, honestly, I only literally read probably in its entirety, maybe two of the books. And that was it. a lot to read as a read. kid back yeah, then. It was a lot to read. I was a big fan, but I couldn't do all seven. Everybody was like, oh, I'm reading all the books. I'm like, yeah, okay. But I'm like, man, it's like thousand plus pages, man. These books are almost. So I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. But it was, yeah. But like I said, great, great, I guess, a mark for our time. Because it was something that, like I said, I literally probably rewatched these movies like so much it doesn't make sense. They we mean, literally rewatched them at least once or twice a month. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it, it, it has that replay value that you're not going to get in a lot of films now. Like, like, I would never get tired of watching Harry Potter no, movies. Probably not. So even if I know the, I know the story from the back, and it's just like, yeah, I've read, I've been watching it. And even though, honestly, you know, you said being the, one of the biggest franchise movies, that's so you can think about how to even transition to a prequel. Like the Fantastic Beast movies are pretty good as well. Like I said, uh, the the casting and, and, and the storyline for that is good also. I do feel like they're gonna they they this is gonna get carried further and further, and they're doing more events and specials. Like right now, I think that uh, they're starting uh, what's it called? Like the J.K. Rowling is actually hosting it, the uh, quiz show mm-hmm. that she's doing. Yeah, that's coming up. The Cursed Child. Yeah, the Cursed Child is it, it's rumored. So the trailer we've seen looks like. It's real, but you know, sometimes because the one scene we seen, like you said, with Dan Radcliffe with the long hair, it looked like it, it could real. be realistic. But then some of the other scenes are like it's probably fan made stuff that's filmed together. You know that, goes. but um, yeah, definitely big, big land, like big. I say landmark. <laughs> I said a big landmark. It is. It has <laughs> yeah. its own park. Yeah. Well, you know, and it has its own damn like, literally like yeah section at Universal Studios. So yeah, it's, it's like, and that's somewhere I gotta get. I haven't been there, but definitely aiming for that also. Yeah, Harry Potter is definitely one of those things that I definitely want to carry on. Twenty into. years, like that mm-hmm. means that means if it's twenty years, I was seven when it came out. This will eat probably. Uh, I think yeah, those movies don't release around the same time every year it came out. But yeah, yeah, we were very young. That's how I remember my first time actually seeing it. it was I was probably, like, whoa, what is this? When I saw it, I think it was in school, and they rolled in a little TV cart in the room and they had it on VHS, and I remember watching it back in like kindergarten. I was like, what is this, man? Hold on. So I'm sitting there like, whoa, okay. But and I think it was like first grade, I think, yeah. Like first or second grade for me, I think my first time seeing it. Yeah. But it, it was it was great. I was like, man, and you know, people try to 
oh, you like this nerdy stuff? No, this is this story was amazing. Being older, you get a different look on it. So that's why it still holds interest in me because it's not just like when I was a kid. I watched. I was like, yeah, cool. It's it's a very mature yeah. kid series. Yeah, I'll say when that. You know the story. You know what's going on. You understand what's actually happening. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, so definitely had some of the hair part and did Corona for amazing round abilities. Definitely big fans. So okay, and then this is something a little bit more lighthearted, but. This year, we've been stuck in the house, but there's been some fashionistas out on the loose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was the revival of the Y2K 2000s fashion. Mm -hmm. Y2K meaning, you know, the way that like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, the 90s shows, basically all the 90s fashion was revived. (laughs) And Gen Z is um, to fault for that because they basically recycle everything. I'm not going to get into that. But I actually was a little excited because not all the fashion was, you know, it back then. But there are, are a lot of things that, you know, I used to wear. And I'm like, oh, I can start pulling these purses and different things out of my closet. Yeah, I mean, I said immediately I see. I don't. I follow a lot of things about shoes, and you know the big thing. I be high beast, which is for people that run like Air Force Ones, flakes. Yeah, Air Force Ones that made a comeback. But like I said, the fashion and the style, like the the high rise pants, has always been around. But now the baggy high rise pants are around. You got the the bell bottles and stuff with the girl that the house shirts with the big droopy sweaters and all that shit. The waist beads, yeah, big then, earrings. For the guys, it's the sneakers, man. Of course, Chucks are already been popular. Whatever, shoes and stuff like that. But then they're bringing back like, the different styles of glasses, the hats that used to wear back in the day. Uh, like I said, I, I, I not like that fashion. And honestly, me coming up in that time, I wasn't wearing since I was younger, you know, in the 90s. So just seeing the retro fashion come around and whatever is great. But I do feel like, like you said, like, different subject, but yeah, Gen Z kind of, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, we recycled stuff too when we were in school, but we put a different spin on it. Like, they're literally recycling stuff, and it's literally the same exact thing. But think about when we were recycling it, it was an original, it wasn't recycling something that's literally had its own weight already. So it's kind of like, yeah, but it makes sense. And that's a, that is that is funny though. They made a comeback though. When I started seeing more of that fashion, I'm like, what is going on? Like, and like the girls with the like colored makeup and stuff, like me and my best friend, you know, Lex used to wear like the colored eyeliner and stuff like that. So I'm like, that's even making a comeback now. Like, it's so crazy to me. But moving on, um, since I'm talking about Y2K in 2000s, free Britney. Britney Spears was freed after a 13-year conservatorship. And if you don't know what a conservatorship is, it's basically the courts giving um, rights over to a, another adult. So basically the rights were given away to her dad and she had no control over her life for the past 13 years. Which is crazy. I literally only found out about it because you told me about it. So I literally didn't know that. I'm just, a huge Britney Spears honestly, fan. Honestly, I thought she fell off, like OD fell off and she had she couldn't come back. But I feel like just now knowing something like this, you can you imagine? Like when you told me, I just thought like imagine someone literally having a hole on your basic like, you know, career and basically say your life. Money. You could, you could body. Because that's changing medical. your livelihood. See what I'm saying her life literally. So you had control of her life legally in the court which i don't I, which is uh amazing that it can't even be done 
like literally, which is amazing to me that can that can even be done. You can literally do that. So I'm so glad that she got from under that. I hope she's able to revive whatever portions or parts of her career she can. I know she's probably not going to make no full sprint back in the music, whatever. But she, Britney she, Spears she, is an she, icon. I mean, she she may she may can like she, she just got, it's going to take her some time to get to herself and get herself back straight and stuff. But of course, I do like you know I didn't know about this. I'm glad she was able to get from under that. That is a terrible thing that can happen to you somebody literally controlling your stuff like like you're not hearing anymore. like she literally yeah. wanted to have a baby she wasn't allowed oh, she no. wanted access to her money she wasn't allowed she didn't even know what an ipad was okay. see i remember that they say she brought us over ipad i was like what it was just like she imprisoned us but so think bad. about 13 years ago ipads really yeah, weren't that big of a thing yeah 13 years ago what? 2008 basically yeah pretty much yeah oh yeah so Oh yeah, iPads literally weren't probably a thing for real. Like they just started getting a little bit more. And I honestly feel sorry for her because it's like, it's honestly like, I'm not gonna try to compare this, but it's like you being in jail. Like mm-hmm. when people come out of jail and they're not really familiar with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she basically, and it's crazy because on the internet they try to make it look like on Instagram and stuff. She was posting her own videos and people wondering why she's doing all these weird things and stuff and posting certain stuff, but it was her publicist, her dad, that was doing everything. Yeah, he, he gonna, that's, that's gonna be mad, mad karma for that man. That, that's, that's messed up. People were literally trying to like attack this man, mm-hmm. like her fans and stuff. I don't blame him, that's, that's ridiculous, man. But that, that's sad, but I'm glad she's from under that. And like I said, hope she's able to you know get back to whatever she needs to, and uh, actually way to get herself together 100 percent because that probably took a big mental strain on her, like to know that you were literally held from doing basically anything you inspired or wish to do. Definitely. And being Britney Spears and not being able to do it—that's why I'm like, what? Right. And she will always be an icon in my eyes. But moving forward, um, with COVID and stuff, um we weren't able to basically go anywhere. So opening of movie theaters was something that was also big this year. <laughs> Which sounded crazy because literally every time I turned on the TV and caught a glimpse of the news, I was on social media. Movie theaters open back up this weekend. People are so excited to go back out. I'm like, man, are we like restarting history right now? But I do feel like that was big because I, I was definitely tired of like waiting for HBO Max to release every movie or literally having to spoof a movie to see it or whatever. And I'm like, yo, I got, I, I need to get to a theater. But I was like, you still have that fear because it's like, yeah, COVID's still around. And, you know, then they, it's a whole nother process now getting to the theater. They, now they officially monitor how many people are in the theaters. Like, it's literally like countless seats. They're not going to let a theater blow itself up. Like, you know, back in the day, like, you choosing your seats online was like, oh, this is fancy. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, the norm like you have to choose your seats online (laughs) and that's why i was like man i I felt so crazy that 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 week the first week when he was talking about i remember i asked about like you know the theaters opening back up and i was like the free movement and then they were saying like no both one was it's a global theater we have in remember technically they opened them closed them again yeah and then opened them back up again i was confused i know both towers open which is a local theater obviously uh and then they opened right the Regal and AMC theaters, but then it literally shut back down maybe a couple weeks later. Then they like, you know, yeah. So, but them opening back up officially and now being able to get those major releases and stuff coming out at the end of the year. Definitely looking a lot of good movies yep. and stuff so, this year. Yeah. 
that was a big one. That was because cool, it was funny and it was like, whoa, about time. Because I was like, man, they should be done for a long time. But for you couch potatoes and people that don't like to be um, out of the house, um, you could watch Squid Games, which was a big show this year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Squid Games. Okay. First, I'm going to say, based on what the show, what when it was originally sent to, you know, whatever the guy, they said they turned him down. And for it to bounce back and it would literally hold number one spot on Netflix for like months. Like literally, it's still, it, it's a show you gotta see. I say it's, for me, it was a social experiment basically happening. It was a like, really good yeah, put together show. Yeah, I say it was good. It was just like a social experiment type show, if you ask me. Just showing how far people will go for stuff. And it's literally like, yeah. It was good. It was entertaining. It, it held your attention all the way through. And just for it, like I said, again, to hold a number one spot on Netflix where they're dropping like heat like constantly now. And so, I'm so yeah. happy for him. I'm yeah. always happy for anybody that can make an accomplishment like that mm-hmm. at any age. Because he said at one point he was scared to even come forward with it. Like mm-hmm. he thought people were going to make fun of him. He didn't think that it was going to be anything that, you know, people would accept. So to go from feeling like that to being the one of the number one show on a big platform like Netflix, that's a huge accomplishment. When I first seen it, I wasn't really against because I like stuff like I will always give a show a chance. That's something about Because people kept on talking about have you seen Squid Games? Have you seen Squid Games? And I'm like, what is this? That's what I say as soon as it became available, I turned it on but okay. But yeah, it's good. It's about the first season, 10 episodes. It's been renewed already for season two, if you don't know. It does end on a kind of a cliffhanger, so definitely I would like to check that out for sure. So. But moving on, we have just a few th- more things we want to discuss, and then we're going to go into our wrap-up. But um, on a um, lighter note, Kardashians last season aired after 20 years. And I don't, I don't care what you think about the Kardashians. I'm a Kardashian-Jenner fan. I think that they don't get a lot of credit for good stuff that they they do. They do, you know, play with the media and do a little little stunts here and there. But overall, Kris Jenner is making that moolah regardless. She can literally take anything, breathe air, and put a, a, a patent on it. Hmm. <laughs> like, if I had any person to be um my manager within that community, I would go to Kris Jenner to make me famous. <laughs> like, yeah, when I heard about, uh, like I said, I used to bring this up all the time. When I heard about the brother, they said he really don't do nothing. Or, you know, he rob. literally has a line of socks. Yeah, line of socks and ties. And he said he sells them. Mm-hmm. He makes money off, like good money. I, mean, I didn't make. He's not as rich as the rest of them, nah. but he he still got money. Like I said, he got money. Like I said, trust me. She she gonna make sure she. You got an idea you want? I got you. Give me a second. Let but it's crazy. The um youngest one out of all of them, Kylie, has surpassed her sister. Kim is the richest. Yeah. Which I didn't see coming because I was like, I thought she was like going to like fade in and out. But when she started really popping out on social media and then the, the, her makeup and couple of cosmetics on it, and you know, then I think that was, you know, of course, them just being like Kardashians, literally. It's, I guess it's just in, in, in the jeans or whatever. But yeah, so, I was an avid show watcher. You know, he always makes fun of me saying every time I'm watching something, it's always the Kardashians, which is not true. There's other shows that I do watch, but I am an avid watcher of the Kardashians. Right. 
<laughs> was that station called Entertainment? Yeah, but TV they actually or, moved uh, over to Hulu. Oh yeah, you was watching the other week in here too. Uh, I think I but yeah teardropper because that was one of my favorite shows but 20 seasons is a lot yeah. for a show like that like most like reality tv shows don't really go for that many seasons so that is an accomplishment for them too and um moving on to something um else then we're gonna move on to the wrap-up um the most recent tragedy and i take a deep breath like this but Astro um, Festival, Astro World. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to talk about that a little bit before before you want to go ahead and start it up. I'll let you, you know. Yeah. So if um you're not familiar with um Astro World or Astro Festival, is um creator is Travis Scott, one of Houston's most famous rappers, and he's known for his beats, his music, his creativity. So. Basically, Astro um, World was an album that dropped in 2017 and basically um, has been on the charts since then. Since that day. So, Astro World is basically, um, it was a theme park in Houston where Travis grew up that he basically took the idea to make the album from. So, um, Astro Festival was a festival that he came up with. And it's basically a big concert with rides and different things like that. And it's ended with a um, music festival or music performance by him and other various artists. So this past year, um, Astro World has happened, I think, a few years prior to that, because he basically takes the money that he makes from it and donates it to places in Houston. However, this past year's festival was, they say, quote unquote, a festival from hell. Do you want to go ahead and speak on that before I get into my book? Because I have a very solid opinion on this. Yeah, I'll take a brief moment and let you proceed. Uh, okay. First off, I'm going to say, I, from what we've seen, we gathered from, and we were one of some of the lucky, one of, well, excuse me, two of the lucky people to actually catch this uh, Rush documentary on who I'll let her speak on that. But I'm just gonna say we learned a lot of information uh, from that. It was more as well, and that and it, I just say it makes me shake my head a little bit. Um, to speak on the actual situation, the blame is being tossed at you know 100 Travis Scott and the Iris. Uh, even like I said, being uh, on TikTok as much as I am now, I see that's all I see. Like it's died down a lot in the last week or two, but it, it was. That's all you've seen. I just feel like the blame's been shifted the wrong way based off the information we gathered from watching that uh, Rush documentary on the Hulu that they released. Definitely gave a little bit, not even a little bit, a lot of more insight into it because you see what actually happened. So I'm going to start with there and just say, um, I hope that doesn't cancel Travis Scott. You know, I, I don't see why he would want something like that to happen in his hometown. Uh, you know, well, not even hometown, let's just say, and where he's from, and you know, what he said, he's an avid giver, person that gives back to the community, and literally using those funds to give back to that community, so you can go ahead, I'm gonna start right there. <laughs> but yeah, watching the documentary, that just kind of put the icing on top of the cake for me, but me personally, I'm a Travis Scott fan, have always been, I'm like an OG Travis Scott fan, even before World and everything became popular. I listened to him even back in the day when he was on SoundCloud, you know, before anybody really listened to him. So 
for me, if you're not a Travis Scott fan, his music has always kind of had that same vibe to it. So when people say, oh, he insinuates rioting and drugs and this and that, he has literally continuously rapped about the same thing from the start of his career till now. This is not new. So, you know, the fact that people are just blaming it only solely on Travis Scott is an issue to me because with him being the artist, there is, you know, stuff put in place to make sure that stuff like this is, you know, taken care of. It's not Travis Scott's fault at all. I'm just going to say that in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I agree. Like, I said, like I agree. why are people not placing the blame on his team and his management? Live Nation, the venue, the security, the police department. But from what we've seen, we, we remember that documentary shed a lot of light on that. Like, my main point that I that I made about it, even, and I'm glad they pulled it, so, but at the same time, I was glad we were able to catch it. So, pretty much, he didn't come on the stage again until 9.30, 10 o'clock, they said. They showed at 4 or 5 o'clock, People rushing people in. were storming the dang gates. They had 80-year-old security, they said, at the front gates. Two security guards, well, he's just about to punch everybody that was trying to run through there. You literally see people on the ground, face flat on the ground, getting stumped and trampled over as other people are rushing through. Like, complete chaos. Like, you were there to, you know, march or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. But don't sit there and say the marching started under Travis Scott's control when it was daylight outside, four or five o'clock, they said, and these people were storming these gates, getting there, acting the fool from four or five o'clock in the evening. And then- Five you know, hours, yeah, six hours later? Six hours later, they say it was all because of Travis Scott. And the reason the trampling and all that happened during that part was because the crowd again was moving and closing in. And if you have been to concerts like that, um, like we have a venue here called The National that is kind of, it's not big compared to that. Um, we have a few outside venues too, but everybody knows when the most famous performers get there, people are going to start moving towards the stage. So with me, I feel like over 50,000 people, that was way too many people. There should have been a cutoff. Yeah. When they got to a certain point, they should have said, look, you can stay at the festival, but the concert is no. Because people like literally hearing those live stories, people talking about how they couldn't breathe, couldn't lift their arms feel like they were congested like literally just but and it was like you're not you're not getting choked you're just under so much like pressure from moving around and being so close up it's like claustrophobia like people don't get that it's literally what happened compression to your lungs or your airspace people don't believe in us but this is literally what happened and that's why i feel like they need to overview all this and don't don't count this man's career because that man this is his hometown like i really people really don't get that like this is not the first time he's done something this is not the first Astro Festival. It's not the first Astro It's not like he just like, oh, let me just throw this festival and, you know, basically sacrifice people. Because that's what people are saying. But, no, like, but I think it's gotten more popular because he has become more popular over the past couple of years. So yeah. it may not have been as much of a crowd at the first Astro Festival. But because he's famous um, for like things like Fortnite now and different things like that, and the music is becoming more popular, having more features he's getting to the level that he has a big fan base and don't get me wrong like i'm not condoning any type of you know concert or moshing or anything like that however i feel like the crowd has to take responsibility 
for their actions too. Yeah, and that's the hard thing to say that people don't want to say because people died. And, and, and that's what I'm going to say. And rest in peace to everybody yeah, that passed away. I do. That is a big tragedy. Because you're going to a concert, like you said, like a lot of people saying they expect the people to come back. So definitely not talking against nothing that happened to those people. But when you talk about what's at fault, don't just point to the first thing that everybody else is pointing to. Please think about it. And now that that footage has been removed from Hulu, you won't be able to see what we have seen if you have not seen the concert from Hell. Unless somebody maybe recorded it. On YouTube or something. So it's called the Concert from Hell, Astroworld, something like that. If you look it up on YouTube or Google, you might find some clips or something from it. But please, that is a more in-depth story. And hopefully it sheds light on it for people that are really are there saying, oh, you know, I'm going to sue this man, Travis Scott, for millions of dollars. Some people suing for millions of dollars, uh, not you know, not really holding the other factors accountable. Like you said, people pushing the crowd towards the front. Um, I definitely think, like I said, it does need to be overviewed. And like I said again, don't look into it as a try to. If you can find this document information anywhere, please check a look at it. If you're an avid follower of Travis Scott, you know you feel like you want to burn your merchandise, you purchase man. Don't before you make that mistake literally just look at this up and please be open minded of course we know people pass away and that's why it's hard for people to have that conversation of not knowing who to blame because that's not normal going to a concert people passing out and getting into fights and moshing is normal that's normal people passing away at concerts is not normal so I do you know feel sorry for the families because it's like as a kid, my mom used to send me off to concerts and stuff too, and she never would imagine. Like, I can only imagine what type of heartache the families and stuff are feeling at this point. But at the same time, please, like, think about it from your point of view. Don't just go with everything that's on the internet and all the information that you see. Like, form your own opinion based off of the facts. And that's what I did. Travis Scott fan or not, like, you still gotta look at it like he's an artist. He's not responsible for jumping off the stage and saving people. I had an analogy that's kind of similar. Like if you're at a wedding, the bride and the groom isn't going to stop to make sure everything is going good. They have people that are in place that are going to do stuff for them. Artists aren't responsible for stuff like that. On From the stage, from his view, he may not have thought, you know, it was that bad of, you know, a show or, or, or thinking it was being handled because there were ambulance presence if there's an paramedics security present why does he have to get off the stage and do attend to it himself like he's going to walk through a crowd literally that they said was you could not breathe walking through there how he would first of all how is he going to get through the crowd even if he stopped the show that's still trying to control fifty thousand people and to make them hold on and chill out for a second you know, and that that's literally where my mind went. It's like, okay, I get it. I, we know what's going on. But even these people telling those stories and this information that we recently discovered from that documentary pretty pretty much states that they were saying you could not breathe in that crowd. So that has nothing to do with Charles Scott. So I please hope everybody keep an open mind about that. We are, like I said, not taking away from the fact that people did lose their life. 
whether it's like condolences, prayers to those families that did lose those lost one loved ones because that is something heavy to do. Especially the kids. Yeah. Like I really feel I feel sorry for everyone. Yes. But just being that young and losing your life and you know, the youngest person I believe was eight or nine years yeah. old. And he was there with the parent. He's dead. Yeah, I mean that's the story that was told in this conduct remember that that's that that was really touching. Like, that, 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 that that hit me a little bit because it was it was like, man, like he had him. He literally said he passed out and his son was gone. Like he didn't know he was at. He had to find him at the hospital. And that was it. So it, it, yeah, it's very sad. Very tragic, so, but um moving on to something more lighthearted, um, what do you look forward to seeing in this next year and with anything, like anything that you feel as though needs improvement with the government or anything in social media, anything like that. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I don't see nothing improve with government. Government is gonna get worse. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna be honest. We did, hey, we, we, we had those uh, controversial uh, comments and conversations anyway. We are birth and fresh society. I'm gonna say it straight up. Yeah, it's gonna get worse. This government is about to go on a trip. Uh, I, honestly, I did not think we were gonna head the way we were heading. As when I say that, only thing I can say is based off of what's about to happen again. Like you know, like I, I mentioned a little bit earlier regarding COVID, like they're about to drop that bill um, to keep the government over to February 18th at least. You know, try to extend that out. Of course, there's no assistance in it for the citizens again, like I said. But that is supposed to be something that's going to help the government remain open and functioning. Of course, if the government shuts down again, it's going to cause a whole wave of other issues for us also. So, um, as far as social media, I do hope people learn to keep that open mind you know it's, it's cool you just speak and say what you need to say but you know respecting each other's opinions more you know people uh violence is a big thing too going on lord mercy like, yeah there's it, a lot of that going on hopefully it's a turning point like people say they're understanding we're losing a lot of people uh famous or not like uh, it's just a lot of violence and death going on. so hopefully the world kind of realizes like look we, we're dealing with enough of medical related deaths it's no need to be out here taking each other out, you know, disliking each other and nothing like that. But it's, it's of course that's going to be something that's not going to be one year is going to change. But yeah, I just hope there's better terms of events for the things that are happening. Like government, like you said, social media gets a little less sensitive. So I'm gonna say that straight up. And like yeah, less violence, definitely, please. Yeah, I'm along the same lines as you. I hope, but me, I'm just gonna make long story short. I just hope for more positivity in the world in general you know you can say you want people to come together but it just comes down to person to person you know there are some people that have the same opinion as us some people that don't but I just hope for you know just positive vibes and everything moving forward and stop canceling celebrities like they're regular human beings just like (laughs) us like, come on now. You can't cancel them for everything now. As soon as they do one day, oh, the shoe's untied, you cancel. <laughs> like, wait, come on, man. Like, chill out. Like, give me a second. Like, I feel like people <laughs> fail to realize that a celebrity is an icon and a public figure. However, they're just normal people like me and you. I can only imagine what, you know, Travis Scott is feeling right now with this whole situation, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope that it gets better for him. I hope social media like you said becomes less sensitive because back in the day it was more so like people said stuff and you dealt with it it wasn't like people constantly getting canceled for everything and with the government 
I just have no no comment. That that's just gonna be it, it is what it is. The way things are going, like I said, yeah, it's yeah. So but hopefully that turns too because something gotta happen. Something gotta get better because it's, it's yeah. It's heading in a bad direction, pretty much, but and we also wanna take a moment, you know, to shine light on a lot of different celebrities and people that we lost this year. Um just a few off the top of my head I can think of DMX, rest in peace. Um, Young Dolph, Screech from um, I can't remember the name of the TV show right now. But you oh know. god, I can't think of the TV show name myself. <laughs> but um, him. Um, who else has passed away this year? Sheesh, oh man, uh, a lot of people. Honestly, oh, they gotta be. Yeah, let's let's see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Larry King, yeah, Cicely yeah. Tyson. Oh wow, yeah, he is a wow. Okay, yeah, definitely. Hold on. Let's see. JJ Phillips from America's Got Talent. Oh man, uh, what's the guy name for uh, from uh, The Wire? What's the guy name? Um, is it? Omar, yeah, from The Wire, rest in peace. I was a Wire fan. I never finished it, but I knew him from other shows as well. I just kind of just couldn't think off the top of my head. But yeah, pretty much. Peter A. Croy from Saturday Night Live. He was yeah. a writer. I'm pretty sure I'm missing a lot of people, but there have been a lot of deaths. So I'm just hoping for you know just more positivity because a lot of the well young dogs could have been prevented yeah we ain't gonna get into that but yeah definitely that one I mean, yeah, big, big young dog is definitely unnecessary man one of the few good artists doing some good in this community and yeah trying to get back and do what a lot of artists don't do and basically took it on in his own city pretty much but right, yeah so. um for anybody that we forgot you know Rest in peace to everybody, all the lives that were lost in general for 2021, whether it be COVID, whether it be tragedies, whether it be, you know, you know, sickness. And I can just hope for a better year. And do you have anything else you would like to say before we wrap up this last um, season two, last episode? Uh, I mean, as far as that, I just, uh, you know, do you want to mention a little bit about season three? Yeah, so guys, um, I just want to take a, um time to say thank you so much for all our listeners. We have actually increased listeners this year, so we are going to try to keep on pushing out, you know, really good content. We're going to carry a lot of our series over from season two to season three, whether it be the Hollywood series, um, the Take a Deep Breath series, um, different things like that. So if you have any ideas or anything that you would like to hear, definitely hit us up on Twitter, IG. Like we said, um, there's been so much going on this year. We just haven't had time to um, branch over to other social medias, but we do plan to get on things like YouTube, possibly TikTok in the future. So um, do you want to add anything else to that? Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, definitely yeah, thank you all for you know, listening to those that are uh, wherever you're from, you know, wherever you are. Um, also, like I said, for season three, um, as she said, we will be looking into 
switching over to a platform, maybe doing like those, uh, you know, video style like podcasts as well. Like maybe you'll have we're working on the progress setup as well. So that'll be something to look forward to also. But for now, we just want to expand the content. Um, definitely get more interactive with the listeners. So if you have anything, of course, you know our handles. Uh, again, <laughs> at B O F S podcast, and that's on IG and Twitter. All right, thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much just want to say before I'm done here. Um, happy holidays to all that celebrate. Um, happy New Year's to everybody as well. Um, definitely appreciate the you know the support in advance, of course. Um, thank you all again. Um, this is Lamar. This is Aja, and we will catch you on Breath of Fresh Society season three. Have a great year, guys. <laughs>